Welcome to House Plans. Glad you could be with us this morning. How's everybody doing? Doing good. It's all good. Is it all good? It is. We're getting ready to go over the numbers for March, and you think it's all good? I do. Yeah. Okay. What all more right. could you ask for, really? Well, well, you could ask for five more transactions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, five, five more. $484,000 transactions. That's right. We'll I think the market has held terrifically well. Yeah. And uh, we've, we're going into, we've been in record numbers for three years in a row. You know, it's, More the market that, is strong, it? normalized, record years, I think yeah. three. This would, be, yeah, yeah. this would be the fourth. Yeah. We're not going to make it. No, I don't think so. But it'll be close. You never know. With Trump in control. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Could, be, could be another greatest year. Listen, here's could the, be the greatest year in the history of the world. <laughs> here's the thing. We could do 100 less transactions, and that's what he would declare. Yes. The best year. They were the highest best quality year transactions. <laughs> Nothing like it in the world. Yes. You got to love it. Yeah. But I, there was 3%, 3% plus uh, growth, right? That's right. For first quarter. That's right. And it, I listened to uh, all the left-wingers yesterday, and they were like, yeah, that's, that's sliding off. Just terrible. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 3% growth, 3% unemployment. You know, what are they complaining about? Yeah, we're about, what, uh, 18 months away from uh, presidential election? Again? Oh, no, it's already started. I mean, I know it's, I know it's getting ready to get in the high gear here pretty soon, but uh, it's gone gone by quick, his first two and a half years or whatever. Yeah, it has. I, I, it's been uh, It's been good for us. I yeah. can tell you the, yeah. you know, things are rolling uh, not a lot of crazy regular. I, t- I was telling Keith yesterday, uh, you know, it is funny how we get something about every two years that, that rocks the boat. And and I always like Keith's answer. It's always, no way. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was talking me. to him. I said, uh, you know, as soon as we, in July, and I don't even know if you know this, J.D., but in July there'll be a new 1003 or ERLA mortgage application out. Whole new piece of paper. Great. <laughs> and so uh, great. <laughs> I was on a conference call this week learning about it. And, you know, it only adds 400 fields. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to the. They're going to drive me out of this industry. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just push me out the door. They can't get enough data, can they? No. And, and, and that's what I was talking to Keith about. I said they want to know everything. So now, <sighs> as an example, now, even on a <sighs> application uh, where you're not applying for a VA loan, there will be a question that says, are you a veteran? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, and uh, I, one thing I do like about it, I will say this, it's probably boring for the listeners, but uh, now I was telling Keith, you know, you borrow in pairs now. And so, you know, you have borrow pair one, borrow pair two, you know, depending on how many people you have. And if you're if you're technically not commingled, meaning credit and things like that, you should be on two separate 1003s that are hinged together. Well, this new thing is it doesn't look at it that way. I mean, you just have, how many borrowers? Just do you line have? them up. Just line them up. If you got 10, 10, that's fine. We'll take 10. And the uh, entire form is dynamic. Uh, will make a lot more sense to the customer when they're filling out, but they're going to be asked a lot more questions. You know, it, it, uh, I'll go back to three questions. Yeah. Can they pay? <laughs> can they pay? Will they pay? <laughs> and if they don't pay, can you make them pay? <laughs> That's all That's, we need. Right, listen, yeah, yeah. The, the further right. you get away from those three questions, the worse it the gets. harder and, and more difficult and the worse it, it really be. is simple. I mean, it's like, 
JD and I recently closed on a refinance on a commercial building, and we were whipping through, you know, and, yeah. the, and the banker said, hold on just a minute. Why are y'all signing that so fast? And maybe, you know, our listeners will think we're idiots for not reading every page. And I said, well, here's what I think all these 23 pages say. And she said, what? I said, if we don't pay, we got to go. That's right. Yeah. I said, does it say anything in here other than that? And, and she's we, like, no. And if we don't sign, we're not getting the money. <laughs> yeah, okay? right. Correct. And so, so that's what I tell my there clients. There is no negotiation. You can't change the documents, yes. right? You either sign them or they don't give you the money. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's right. Well, you know, I remember one J.D. did, and this was this was 10 or 15 years ago, uh, had an attorney moving here from uh, New York, and he sent back the uh, teal which is the federal oh, yeah. uh, disclosure of APR, and he sent it back, and he told J.D., I've made some markups on here. If you'll make these changes, I'll be happy to sign. <laughs> I said, J.D. replied, call your congressman. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can't change I mean, Tough luck. I don't know what to tell you. I it's mean, called a truth in lending statement, and yeah, it used it, to be. It is what it is, brother. Sign and it or don't. it's mandatory. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. Well, listen. We'll try to be more entertaining in the next three segments of the show, but if you've got a question about buying, selling, and want to bail us out, give us a ring at 866-442-7553. And the text line is open. You just hit us at 71307. That's 71307. You listen to House Plans. Chris and J.D. from County Bank Mortgage. Keith Clark from the Buyer's Broker. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to House Plans. J.D. and Chris from County Bank Mortgage. Keith Clark with the Buyer's Broker. We are taking your texts and phone calls today. If you've got a question or comment about buying, selling, anything to do with real estate, please give us a ring at 866-442-7553. That's 866-442-7553. And the text line will be open as well today at 71307. Uh, shoot us a text at 71307. And, uh, yeah, it's been a um, busy couple months since our 20% downfall in January. And in February, we got right back lion's up. share of it yeah. back, yeah. And uh, and then, you know, the March numbers came out, and they were strong, not as strong maybe as last year. I'd say about the same as last year. But at a very high level, really. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, uh, and I think I remember March being especially strong last year. February not being as strong. And I remember there was some snow and some things that were going on last year that probably pushed some transactions out here in the upstate. Um, so very I try not to make too much of the first couple of months, you know, and let's see well, where we are. Well, it's because you take them off. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, what's well, not to like? When you when you live like you do, Keith, you just like you said, you work <laughs> three or four months a year, you make, you know, you make a pound of cash. Nickels no, and dimes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I thought the first quarter – particularly March, um, felt a lot of busy and, and I mean, just a lot of business and just felt a little busy and you could see a little activity. And, uh, over the last week, I, I haven't pulled the count yet, but I'm going to bet that the apps were pretty good because just the people I were talking to, you know, in the office were like how many apps they have, but it seems like every single one we've gotten, uh, is, is something that's coming back from a diff from another lender. You know, and so they're all on short close times where it's like, look, I'm working with somebody. It's second opinion. I've got so many second opinions. You're yeah. exactly right, Chris. You know, I didn't really think about it until you said that. I bet I got three second opinions this week 
uh, and every single one of them, we were able to get the client a better deal. And you know me, Keith, better than anybody does when it comes to this. If 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 we're in the ballpark, yeah. unless it's going to make a substantial difference, I'm not going to get involved in the middle of it. But we saved one client three eighths in rate um, and wow. several hundred dollars in closing costs. Another guy we saved about a thousand dollars in closing costs. Yeah, you know it was and, pretty and amazing. And everybody's everybody's level, you know, is different. You know, one of the one of the deals that we got last week was where the uh, the customer was dealing with the lender. It was supposed to close last Monday, and on Saturday and Sunday, they were still beating them up for stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is you know the weekend before the close, and the guy just said, "I'm out." Uh, there's something wrong with y'all's process. There's something wrong with y'all. I don't feel. Uh, comfortable. I don't trust. Yeah. What y'all yeah. are doing, I y'all have lied to me 19 times, telling me I'm good to go, and so he hit the eject and he he just went to his seller and said, "Hey, I need a two week extension, mm-hmm. and you give me the two week extension, I'm gonna move over here." And he got a better deal, but uh, you know he just got very uncomfortable with just the way that they were. They tell him one thing and do another, and finally sure. he said, "Nah, that's a, uh, uh-uh, I'm yeah. out." So well, you know, and I'll say this, and this kind of leads into our text question, Chris. Uh, that's all came over. Um, the market is so much um, more sol- on solid ground than it was back in 07 and 08. Um, Different you know, type. Crash, yes. You know, the loans that are being made today are so much stronger uh, financially and credit-wise than they were back then. And the market itself was sort of driven by financing, you know, back 10, yeah. 12 years I ago. Mean, yeah, I mean, you and I, I remember, you know, we started uh, 2001, mm-hmm. and then uh, it was just regular old, let's get it on. Yep. And then uh, probably about 2003, we started to see, uh, wait a minute, you can do a 100% loan. And this was at, you know, Fannie and Freddie. You could do a 100% loan, so no money down, and you had to have a 720. Yeah. And we were like, well, I mean, that's pretty good credit. I guess yeah. no money down, that'll work. And then uh, with PMI, with with yeah. mortgage insurance, then it then it went from seven twenty to seven hundred, and seven hundred to six eighty, oh. six eighty to six sixty, and and I remember the day that the Countrywide wet rep was standing in my office, and they said, "Hey, don't really publicize this, but if you've got uh, somebody that's got a five sixty, I mean, you got to work renting. hard. Yeah, this five sixty, that's got a rental history, and it's good. We'll do it." And I was like, "At a hundred percent." And so uh, the text question we got is, uh, did ARMS uh, not being able to refi have anything to do with the downturn in 2008? And the answer is yes. And the reason was because a lot of those loans were done as 80-20s. So that would be an 80% first and a 20% second. But that first mortgage was done on a two-year arm or a three-year arm, what you would call a 228 or a 327. And so what happened, you know, is you you buy that in uh, 04, and then you're three years into it in 07, you try to, you, you moved b- virtually. Because values only go up. Yeah, values had had gone down, and, and you had paid no principal because you got a hundred out of the gate. Well, and what's and people worse, couldn't do it. there were companies out there that were doing 228 arms with a three-year prepayment penalty. Yeah. You know, they would throw an extra percent or two on there. Yeah, so you, know, you were really so you were, were really locked in for yeah. three years. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, some of them with a the reverse AM, right? Where the well, they did get negative. Yeah. Well, the uh, what P- was it? Pay the uh, pick a pay right. that was at right. the at the walk all over you bank. Yeah, um, they uh, they had the pick a pay, and listen, 
they they did pounds of those things. Yeah. And did. it was exactly what Keith said. It was basically <laughs> every month you got a statement and said, pay what you want. You know, yeah. you can pay interest only. You could pay less than the interest only. You could pay this. You could pay that. And and uh, the balance on those things actually went up, not down, if you were paying the smallest payment. Yeah. And so you could have a, a you know, a $500,000 house, which was way above conforming limits then, and you know, you might have a six hundred dollar payment, but next month you your balance would be five oh one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for playing. And uh, you know, it was designed I mean it's it's not a bad product. It was right. just used improperly. It was designed for folks that got big commission checks. So pay six hundred, pay six hundred, pay twenty five thousand when you got your fifty thousand dollar bonus or right. you pay ten thousand when you got your you know, twenty I mean, whatever. But you know, that's not how it was used. It was mass marketed as, hey, would you like to buy this million-dollar house for $1,000 a month? As soon as you get off your job at McDonald's, yeah, yeah then you go to your half-million-dollar house, and you only have to pay $600 a month. Yeah, and you can refinance that and the value will go up 100000 TV yeah. in three years. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I remember, too, we had a guy that came in uh, talking about arm loans, and he, he was a, a production worker at a mill. And he had been watching videotapes late at night about how to become a, a real estate master. And he bought, like, over a period of two weeks, he bought eight rental properties and quit his job. And, you know, he he came to see us six months later because uh, it wasn't working. And I, I, I looked at him and I said, uh, uh, all the cash flows on these are negative. And why did you quit your job? He said, oh, well, when I sell them, I'll get all my money back. Yeah, and I said, but you're not paying. I mean, it was just you know, you haven't was, sold them. You haven't sold them. What are you going? How are you going to make the payments? Well, I'm just going to refi them. And I was like, no, that's not how not this is going to work. Yeah, and uh, it was a mess. But but it was crazy. If you go back and look, I wish I had some of those flyers that those lenders were passing out, the ones that are all out of business in 2004, five, and six, because it was insane. It was it was definitely insane. I can yeah. I can vividly remember, and Chris is right. How the, they would come in to our office, you know, in 2005, and it would be 100%, 680. They'd have the flyer, you know. And, yeah. And then they'd come in a month, a couple months later, and they'd be, hey, we're down to 660. Hey, we're down to 640. I mean, literally, it was just a little deeper in the barrel, a little yes. deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was like clockwork. I mean, you could see the crash coming, but the arms, to answer the texter's question, the the arms did do a lot of it, but you know I think it was really more too. It was the abuse of the pick a pays, the stated income, yes, the stated assets, yes. Um, well, you know, the the thought was this: um, I can buy a house in January, I can sell it in September and make a hundred. I mean, not here, but you know, in oh, other places, I can make a hundred grand. So there was a lot of people that were speculating on real estate and making a lot of money. So you had all that speculation going on because, like J.D. said, values never go down. And you had people that had 580s being able to do 100%. There was a huge group of buyers. I remember being on spring break. This is probably in about 2006 or seven. uh, with a buddy of mine who's in the mortgage industry down in Columbia, and we joked that we were just going to buy the entire Isle of Palms. (laughs) Stated income, stated asset, yeah, 100%. Just buy the whole we'll island. We'll buy the whole island. We'll buy it. We'll change the name to, you know, J.D. Island. Well, me, listen, you do know. you remember, though, when we went down there for a tennis thing in, like, 2008 that I, 
of all those houses on that main drag, 85% of them had for sale signs in yes. their front yard? Yes. Because when, when it all came to call, people were like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. The payment's 8000 What? Uh, what? Yeah. And so, but you're right. I did see loans that were completely insane where you bought a million-dollar house and the payment was 1250 Yeah. Not twelve thousand five hundred, but twelve hundred and fifty bucks, and I'm like, oh, that's gonna be murderous. Yeah. And then of course the value goes from a million to nine fifty. Well, now then, you're in trouble. Yeah. Then then it was the motivation. And it's, as Bob says, the keys were left in the door. <laughs> yeah, I put you the know. keys through the mouth. When they call you on the collection call and say, "Hey, I'm calling to see if you make your payment," you say, "Oh no, I didn't mail you a check. I just mailed you the keys." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean. And then, of course, I mean, golly, can you remember that key? Short sale fund. I'm just thinking it's Short 12 years, 11 years ago now, right? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Eight, yeah, 11 it years was, ago. Yeah. All right, great question. We appreciate it. If you've got one about buying, selling, anything to do with the real estate, give us a shout this morning, 866-442-7553. And, of course, you can always hit us up on the text line at 71307. That's 71307. So, uh we got a couple of minutes before our bottom of the hour break. Let's talk a little bit about the numbers, Keith. I know uh, April's almost over and we're talking about March, but just kind of the way it fell, the numbers didn't come out early. And so uh, what's going on in the uh, the Greenville market? Let's start there. Well, uh, in, in the big picture, in the macro, it's really things are going to be similar to last year. You know, we started, as you said earlier in the show, we started off with a, with a tough uh, – January, things came back in February. March is similar. 1,208 transactions over last year's 1,212. That's down 0.3% negligible amount. Uh, And year-to-date, 2,851 over 2,901, which is down 1.7%. Yeah, I think think the numbers are are good. I mean, obviously, if you got that many transactions, 1,208 transactions, that that is a uh, very, very nice number. But I do agree with what we were talking about in the show prep that it seems like it's going to flatten a little bit, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, when you get to the appreciation, Keith, is that going to flatten? Well, it's going to soften a little bit. You so think? we've been experiencing five, six, seven percent in the in the aggregate. If you look in the total, everything is uh, area by area, neighborhood by neighborhood, street by street, yeah. maybe. But but. Uh, most people are expecting it to be three, three and a half, four percent over the next couple of years versus that five, six, seven that has been uh, the last three years. Yeah, so still a very healthy market. Good time to buy. Very healthy, I think. The sooner rather yeah. than later. Yeah. No, I think you still, uh, because of interest rates, and everybody's talking about interest rates retreating. So, this time last year, we would have been looking at five, right? Staring yeah. at five, and now yeah. we're staring at four, four and an eight. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in that ballpark. Exactly what you're, what you're quoting. Um, but that re- retreat in interest rates has really uh, increased the purchase activity or at least kept it stable. And remember, that's 1,200 transactions. Last year was a record year for the month of March. Sure. Right? In the history of the statistical data that we've been keeping in the MLS, as so these say, are record numbers. Ever. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that uh, obviously we need to dig into a little bit is, so if it does slow a little bit, what's happening as it relates to inventory? So when we get back from the bottom of the hour break, we'll talk a little bit about what the inventory is and what the days to close are, and uh, you know, are we still in a multiple offer market? 
right or the right property. Yeah. And so uh, we'll be happy to talk about that when we get back. But if you've got a question about buying, selling, anything to do with the real estate, you're listening to House Plans, Chris and J.D. from County Bank Mortgage, Keith Clark from The Buyer's Broker. We'd love to take your call, 866-442-7553. Or you can hit us up on the text line, 71307. That's 71307. You're listening to House Plans. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Glad you could be with us listening to House Friends. Chris and J.D. are in the house today. Keith Clark from the Buyer's Broker here to answer your calls, questions, and comments. Talking a little bit about the first quarter of 2019 and what it looks like. If you'd like to speak to us, give us a ring at 866-442-7553, or you can hit us up on the text line 71307. Had a great question earlier about the uh, downfall in 2008 in the uh, a very uh, good discussion about that. If you've got a question, it's 71307. Give us a shot, and uh, we'll see what we could do. Uh, so, J.D., uh, sorry, Keith, we were talking about the the volume of business, but uh, you and J.D. were talking a little bit about inventory. So what's going on with inventory, J.D.? Well, inventory is, Keith? 4528. Yes, <laughs> over... 3517 from last and year. And I don't think that number's right. It doesn't smell right, does it? No. It 28% increase. That, yep. that, that, I, I, would have, I would vividly remember doing 1,200 transactions in a month with only 3,500. That would be, a, I mean, that's, three that's, months. A, that's, a, that's, that's three a three, months three alarm, what do they call it? A three bell three alarm, alarm fire? Yeah, or yep. whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. But, but inventory the, appears to be on the upward. rise, whether That's we right. think it went up twenty eight percent or not. Yeah. So, yes. you know, if you if you take that that forty five hundred number and divide it by the average number of sales, you wind up with four point three months in inventory. And Keith, I know we talk about this a lot, but uh, the equilibrium for the buyers and the sellers is somewhere around six months. It, it I mean, is. every market's a little different, but six months, right? It is, and and you really need to drill down on, uh, by price point. For example, that 175 to 250 range, that's still a multiple offer deal or yeah. two days on the market. But if you go to 600 and above, then you're looking at average days on the market of maybe uh, 18 months, Yes. right? Yeah. So it depends on what price point, and there's still a shortage of inventory at the entry level, and inventory at the upper end of the market seems to be edging upward. And really, we've talked about those trends as baby boomers, right size. They're the ones that are paying that 21% that are paying cash. Sure. That's, they're the ones that are doing it, right? The baby yeah, boomers have right. a lot of equity in their home. Yeah, they, they sell uh, wherever they're moving from. They get a pound of cash. They come down here, and most of them are, are still relatively shocked at what they can buy for the dollar. That's right. And so uh, that's right. They have a lot of cash, and they use that cash to, to pay it all off. It's it's not that common. Uh, we don't see it that much where people say, well, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep that cash and invest that cash. I mean, I had one like that this week that was kind of a little bit of a surprise. Guy, uh, Keith, you'll love this story, 32 years old and sold his his company for, uh, I think it was $34 million. Ouch. And uh, he was he's decided to retire, but he wants to carry a mortgage because he thinks he can make more money on his money somewhere else. Wow. And I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah, that's that that's amazing, isn't it? Well, I think at the end of the day, I think we're talk we're t- exactly what we've said, just to sort of put a bow on it. You know, we are going to see numbers, in my opinion, 
you know, we may get 1% up or we may be 1% down at the end of the year, uh, but it's still going to be a strong year. I think we'll see inventory continue to grow but flatten out. It won't be the, the pace of, of increase will not be that much. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Strong. I, I think the key, J.D., is that the, the move-up buyer and the Gen Z, um, they're going to have a little bit easier um, – or Gen X, I'm sorry, yeah. are going to have a little easier time buying a home this year than we, they we did will last be year. called Gen X. Yeah. Get us right. You're now. in that Gen X. I'm right? a Gen X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and believe it or not, it's the the millennials are the 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 tough uh, segment. I read an article this week where, by the way, Gen Z is already saving money to buy a house. So we may see the trend moving back. Yeah, towards- the the most interesting thing about that was the survey that you and I talked about uh, several weeks ago, Keith. That was. You know, you got uh, a large number of them that are ready to buy a house, but when you start talking about down payment or, or the median price that they were looking at was uh, around two fifty, and when you start talking about how much money do you have, the answer was twenty two hundred. Right. Well, that math doesn't work, and well, so you know, it's it's uh you know, bank of dad, bank of mom, bank of dad, bank, bank of, of grandma. Mom, that that the gift, the bank of the gift, yes. is huge with millennials. Because let me tell you something. These millennials are buying houses, you know, entry level house. We think one twenty five to right. two. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. It's two to three. Yeah, yeah. That's I right. mean, they're all buying. Yeah, they're two skipping to three. the first one. They are. You know, they're not looking for the three bedroom, two bath. That's way out. I mean, I'm finding. Yeah. But you know, a fifteen a fifteen hundred square foot, uh, sixteen hundred square foot home today is going to cost you two thirty, right? Yeah. So particularly on the east side, and so I've got a client. I've got a client right now. And they're struggling with whether single family. This is a a, uh, a millennial um, struggling whether to buy a condo, which you can buy a little more, you know, a little more house. Yeah. Or uh, a sixteen hundred square foot single family dwelling, but it's in that price point of two thirty, and they already have two children, so mm. they'll outgrow. You know, they'll outgrow that thing. Very quickly. Now, their intent is to stay in it a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They think they can. Their vision of a home is a little different than the previous generation. Sure. I mean, yeah. they believe in less square footage, more energy efficiency, sure. more green. They're all green. And uh, so the, the the buying trends are changing. Sure. Well, and, and when you look at that buyer, I agree with, with J.D. I think uh, – you know, three years ago, less confidence from them in the market, kind of like, and I remember you saying it, Keith, you know, look at a house and go, eh, if I miss it, I miss it. You know, yeah. uh, home ownership's not all it's cracked up to be because you re- let's remember these, these folks were teenagers at home listening to mom and dad talk about, okay, we can't relocate because our house is we're upside down, down, you know, 10% or 12% or, you know, well, J.D. and I never heard that, and certainly you never heard that, Keith. And so they're in that generation, so they're not firm believers that it's always going up. And, of course, it won't. I mean, it, it, nothing always goes up. If it did, we'd all do it. No, we came along with the American dream. Is, yes. It was the whole, That's you know, right. buy your house, but, you know, create but, the American dream. But I think what I'm seeing, especially on the ones that have professional jobs, they're skipping the entry and just moving up to that next notch. Or, or at least that's what we see in our pipeline is, you know, let me let me spend an extra twenty five thousand to get this and this that I will want later. Now they're not looking for forty eight hundred square feet, but they're looking for just a just one step up in quality or one step up in convenience. And 
uh, and that's where that's, bank, what, that, that's where Bank of Baby Boomer comes in with some yeah, cash yeah. for the down payment. And you know, by the way, they they don't have a lot of cash, but the the ones that are working, the ones that aren't living in the basement, they are making a hundred grand. Their median income yes. is yes. hundred plus. Yes, that's exactly right. And they, like I said, they they have a very firm idea of what they want to do and how they want to do it. I'm interested, Keith, the condo uh, versus the single family. Uh, condo downtown or condo Actually, this particular town. couple wants to speculate in Greer. Okay, because, you know, downtown Greer has become kind of hotty. Uh, mm-hmm. Things are moving and shaking in downtown Greer, and it, uh, obviously the, the prices of downtown Greenville are just unaffordable for 80% of the market. By right. the way, you have to do hashtag here in Greer. That's what, that's what oh, that was, excuse there, me. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag here in Greer, here in Greer. Right. yes. Yeah. I'll remember that. Yeah. But uh, Greer's going to be hot over the next 10 years, and they think it would be wise to get as close to downtown, maybe even walkable downtown. Yeah. And um, this particular client works at BMW, and so the community— That's a good fit. Potential investment property purchase and— Long term, I always discuss that with them. So when you outgrow this house, they don't think they will, okay? Yeah, but but they will. Yeah, but they will, and probably sooner than you think. You know, it's not—I go into homes all the time where— they only owned it two years and outgrew it. So, well, I'll tell you this: if you can't talk them out of the house, it's, it's pro- probably the right house. <laughs> so, the net of all that conversation was that um, the buying trends are changing, and the millennials now, Gen Z, that is behind them. My guess is they're going to go back to what we did because they're growing up. They're growing up and coming out of college and getting good offers. So, this the people that are graduating right now. The, the job market is yeah. good for them. Yeah, you're not kidding. Well, listen, we're going to head into our final break of the show. You're listening to House Plans, J.D. and Chris from County Bank Mortgage. Keith Clark with the Buyer's Broker. Give us a ring at 866-442-7553. The text line is open as well at 71307. Kind of a quiet day out there today, but we're going to come back. We'll talk about the Charleston numbers as well. All right, sounds good. We'll, we'll see be- you on the back side. Yep, 866-442-7553. The phone lines are open. The weather's just too good. We're having our three days of spring Yes. before we move yes. directly into summer. and so I promise th- you by mid-May it will be 90. It, it might be 98. It I might mean, be. It'll be hot. Tomorrow. Yes. Um, 71307 is a text line. We have one good text question today. Somebody's got to try it out. I'm really it. glad that we spent a couple hours this week working on show prep. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we rambled a little bit. For <laughs> Not, no. No. That must have been y'all. I was I was right on point. All right, Charleston uh, numbers. Well, let me back up. Before okay. we do Charleston numbers, one of the things that uh, we talked about over the last six months, and I do think this is a, an interesting point, is, you know, where is that pressure point as it, it, it uh, has to do with rates? And so nobody knew. You know, we talked about, is it six? Is it five and a half? Where where do the buyers go, eh, I'm, I'm going to tap the brakes. And I think, you know, Keith, you made an excellent point. If you look at the little curve that's occurred over the last 14 to 15 months, it seems that, that uh, 5% uh, gets the gets the market's attention. Yeah, th- there was resistance. We, we all discussed this when interest rates turned and started moving up, I guess, a couple of years <sighs> ago. And uh, the question always was, what, what, what interest rate will the market 
be resistant to. And it, and it really showed itself to be around 5%. And, um, and Trump scolded the Fed. They put the brakes on the interest rate. And we've seen a charge in the economy back up to sure. 3% GDP. Uh, housing markets back up. Uh, activity, refi. You guys notice it in the refi business. Yes. And um, there, the the new norm is going to need to be in that 4 to 4.5%. Yep. And then, J.D., I'd be interested when uh, you're talking to buyers and you're doing the prequal, do do they find – are they surprised by the rate you're able to offer? Because um, a lot of people, I think, when I talk to and I tell them that, you know, hey, it could be from here to here and it's closer to four than it is to five, most of the people I talk to surprised. are surprised. I yeah. mean, that it's that low. They are a little surprised. I think, um, you know, I, I think most people that were that are in the game – you know, we're getting in the game when it jumped up to five, and and they were kind of like, "Oh my gosh, I missed the trains, left the station." Yeah, and they, they, you know, they may have missed on a few, you know, deals or you know, because it's still very competitive in some of those price points. Well, I think it's important, just like Keith zeroed out and talked about that five hundred. I mean, that over six hundred price point. It's like you said, Keith, that two fifty price point. I mean, you still got people looking, right, JD? Yeah, that's right. And so I mean, you know, it's when, hot. Yes. And then when you tell them, hey, you're going to get four and an eighth or whatever, you know, the situation may be, there is some surprise there. No yeah. doubt. You know, I think it's, it's, it's and it's a good surprise. Yes. Well, you know, when rates are five, everybody thinks they're four and a half and, you know, that kind of thing. They, they want four and a half or whatever. Um, so they have that in mind. And when you tell them lower than that, I think they, you know, they, they feel good about it. And it's sure. really, really giving the market confidence. So, you know, the, I wrote this in my newsletter uh, last week that the buyers are going to have an easier time this year than they did last. That seems strange. Right. That, But but they are, particularly above that 250, 275. It's still that, that active median. The median price is where all the activity is. Well, and, and when you get into that first-time homebuyer spot, if you start looking at, uh, let's say, that 150 to 200 spot, it is really tough. Very tough. Yes. I mean, that is, uh, in some communities, I mean, it doesn't even exist. Yeah, now you've got to get outside the, the, the Greenville the metro area to, yeah. to buy something for a 150. Yeah. but uh, But there's... There, little, little old Greenville. Yep, absolutely. Rocking right along. Well, I guess you guys have the uh, Charleston numbers. What's going on in Charleston, J.D.? Well, you got uh, 1561 transactions in March, over 1777. So, Keith, down 9.1%. Yeah, now, there's a trend. Yes. That's a that's a substantial number, in, in, in my opinion. And, of course, the um, overall uh, listings right now, 3760 over 3971, down 5.3%. Not Still not 100% sure that's correct. Uh, or no, that's year to date numbers. I'm sorry, year to date numbers. Inventory fifty six fifty four over fifty eight forty nine down three point three. That's probably right. It is. Um, yeah. and then two seventy over two fifty nine. So the median home price up about four percent. Yeah, less so, activity at a higher number. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you'll see that trend continue in Charleston. Yeah, and I think you know everyone that I talk to, I've got a buyer down there making an offer today, uh, in Charleston, and they, you know, everybody that. Um, seems to buy down there that I talk to, you know, it's a it's a year long process. You know, once you make the decision that you're gonna buy a house, it's gonna take you about a year to find what you want and be able to obtain a contract on the house. It's still very competitive. And down have there. the confidence to pull the trigger, right? right? So typically when you have to make a decision to purchase a home in one day, 
it's not that's not easy to do you have to have missed a, miss a couple houses you mm-hmm. have to really have confidence in your knowledge of evaluating property and and know exactly what you want and that takes some time and I, you know and I've, I've lived down there before i've never bought a house in charleston but i've rented and done this and that and the other I think down there too, it takes you more time to really figure out where you want to live. I agree. It's so That's segmented, true. as yeah. in, I mean, it's yeah. segmented in Greenville, but it's not as segmented down there. It's a hard so more choice. Mount down Pleasant, yeah. downtown, West Ashley, Somerville, yeah. and they all have uh, really pros and cons. different pros and cons and different personalities. Yes, and uh, I agree. I mean, I live down there uh, too. That's actually where JD and I met, and. We actually lived in in North Charleston. Now that was a function then of, you know, I kind of what, what's that in? what's that story they tell? Just go down all the way downtown in Charleston yeah. and just keep driving. Go, go, go to the Atlantic. Go to you hit the ocean and yeah. turn around and drive back so you can yeah. afford it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what it was. But also location for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a I had a branch office I was working at that was a mile away. Now Andrea actually worked downtown at the visitor center, so she did the she did the twenty mile trek every day. Like I do now, yeah. but you know I I enjoy living over in Powdersville now, and it's you know it's uh, every market is a little different, but uh, I think when you look at what's going on in Charleston, you know over over the past history, Keith, they have always led us. Whatever happens there happens here about six months That's later. Right. That's right. That's I mean, true. it's just kind of weird how that works out. And then, of course, geographically, that is a huge area compared to the MLS that we have. Well, we have three separate, four separate MLSs. Yes. Down there, all five counties are one part of one MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, quite a difference. So, but I expect, you know, it, I, you know, Charleston's a very, um, it's a magnet city. There is, it's drawing a lot of young people. I would think there's a lot of millennials that are, are moving to Charleston. That's a great um, city. And, and it's a great city to live in. And I, I expect, um, I expect their numbers to, to, to remain fairly strong. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got an inventory. You know, the inventory is still just just not there. I mean, they just, you know, um, you know, but like, like Chris says, you know. You, you can only side, build three yeah, directions. Only, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, so. and, and uh, you know, before we finish up the show, got about four or five minutes left. One of the things that uh, I wanted to talk on real quick oh. is that second opinion on a purchase. It seems to have been very popular over the last week and a half. And I think some folks think, you know, maybe I don't need that. But, uh, you know, my own cousin was uh, doing a VA loan down in Texas and uh, gave me a shout and said, hey, you know, can you look at this? And half point out, I mean, I I was like, uh, I know your credit's perfect. I know your DTI is nothing because, you you know, I know him very well. And he was like, oh, yeah, all that stuff's in line. And I'm like, look, this is a big box, and they they're, they're a half point out. I said, you got to go back to them, and of course they couldn't get there, and so you know I made him some recommendations, and he picked he picked somebody else and saved a ton of money. Well, you know, it's kind of like you know I think a lot of people too, and Keith, you've you've mentioned this before, a lot of people don't want you know it's it's not like it's a fun process to get a mortgage. No, you know people nobody don't, people wants... don't wake up on Monday morning and go, you know what I think I'm gonna go get me a mortgage today. You know? <laughs> nobody wants to meet. Well, with will be if they weren't right, with you, right? You know, but yeah. it, you know we can make it very simple at County Bank, and and you know getting a second opinion can literally be as quick as a five minute process. Um, just a few questions, get some general information. And, um, you know, we can tell you how much that you can save. And, and, you know, if you go through the process of making sure that you're getting the best deal or, or the right deal, 
um, you know, you can save yourself thousands of dollars over the long haul, and it's, it's definitely worth your time and energy. And if you're like me, I prefer to do it online. I don't, I don't really want to talk to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do it online. He's sure. kind of becoming like a millennial, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> well, I we'll ordered my you. subs from Publix online and paid for them online and went and picked them up. Yeah. But uh-huh. you can do that with online with you sure. via email. Yeah. Right? Or you can, yeah. you, can, you can. Yeah. You can. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. And, 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 and so if I, don't, if I want to refi... What do I need to do to without well, talking to you? I don't want yeah, to talk to you. Okay. Just shoot, shoot me an email okay. and just say, "Hey, I'm I'm interested in refinancing, and uh, I have a you know X rate. I have uh, my balance is this, my address is this. I'm looking at doing a 30 year fixed. I want to get rid of PMI, you know, or whatever. Or better yet, even send me a copy of your mortgage statement. Just well, that's email easy. it. Yeah. Ask JD at CountyBankMortgage.com. A S K J D at countybankmortgage.com, and I can put together the numbers, and, and we can email back and forth once or twice and have it figured out. Same thing with a purchase. If you have a, um, say you already have a loan estimate or a, or a quote from a specific company, and tell me what you're looking to do. And, and, Chris, this is your favorite thing I know. A lot of times our interest rate may be slightly better, but especially for those borrowers that are borrowing more than 80%, yeah. our monthly Private mortgage, mortgage insurance, insurance. Is, is so much less because of the um, relationships that we have with some of our mortgage insurance companies. Uh, we can save money that way. Um, but most importantly, make sure that you're in the right product. Yeah. You know, product makes everything. You know, Keith, I did see this this week, too, and it was interesting. I thought about you. Um, did a contract, and the contract specifically said in it conventional financing. And uh, the borrower's best product was an FHA loan. And so talk to that real estate agent and the listing agent advised their customer to pass. Push back, yeah. Yeah, because they were worried about the condition of the property and didn't want to have to deal with peel and paint. Wow. And so they said, I'm out. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just wait until I get a conventional offer. That's an experienced agent, yeah, by the way. That's exactly right. So if you get in that situation or if you have any questions outside the show, J.D., how can they get in touch with us? Yep, just shoot me an email, ask at J.D., that's A-S-K-J-D at County Bank Mortgage. Dot com And, of course, during the week, you can always call us at 331-HOME. That's 331-4663. So, hey, listen, great show, guys. Appreciate uh, all of our listeners and texters. Uh, catch us during the week again at 331-HOME. That's 331-4663. You've been listening to J.D. and Chris from County Bank Mortgage. Keith Clark with the Buyer's Broker here on House Plans. We'll be back next week.